Hi, everybody. This is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different areas, and really take away some of the big nuggets of success and high performance techniques that they can share with the audience. It's been a fantastic time so far. Um, And this is actually a special episode for us. This is our kind of anniversary wrap up. Uh, We are just now hitting our first anniversary, um, and uh, we had no idea when we started out this whole process that um, uh, what a a fantastic experience this would be for both us and for the listeners. Um, What started as a bit of a side project has blossomed into this great forum where I personally get to learn a whole bunch and also add back to the listeners. So um, be able to to really pass on some of these great things that I'm learning from all of the the guests that I have on here, um, but also um, be able to act as that conduit to get that information to you, the listeners. And really, I think we under we underestimated the impact of that, especially considering what we were going to go through in 2020 so far. Um, you know, what maybe would have been a more normal time has really changed into something that is uh, that is obviously to anyone uh, here knows that that's that's not what the case has been. There's been more challenges for people. There have been more things for people to overcome, and I think it's been that much more important for people to see all of this inspiring um, information, whether it's hearing the stories of, of people who have been able to go through um, tough, tough situations and get through on the other side, and other people who have thrived in these types of environments and what kind of things they've done in order to do that. Um, you know, it, it's been uh, a great thing for uh, for me and, and hopefully for you and the audience as well and, and be again to kind of help us all build things back over time. Um, just a year um, since we've uh, kind of spoken as we've talked about to all of these top performers, but we have talked to athletes, um, rocket scientists, cancer survivors, ultra runners, mindfulness experts, eco challenge legends, investors, financial experts, and Olympians, and, and so many more. Um, we have been really, really lucky that uh, we have had extremely high profile and amazing guests so far. So I, I, I want to thank everybody, thank our guests for providing that for us, and also thank everybody for listening. We have our own swag now which is kind of cool to see people wearing kind of things with big idea big moves or our hashtag high performer on them that's that's pretty cool as well so there's been a lot of movement in a short period of time um, and uh, you know we're really happy with that so what we've done today that's a little bit different than some of our other episodes is that we have went through there if you've watched our kind of social media and and followed some of that um, we have had a top 12 list of uh, um, you know those episodes out of all of the episodes that have really resonated, had lots of listeners, had lots of interaction. And we uh, got into our top three and we decided, hey, why don't we take um, some some nuggets from those and put it into our um, anniversary special. So that's what we've done today. We're going to start with Nina Pure who um, came in at number three. Um, and, uh, you know, Nina faced a, a really unexpected childhood tragedy, which inspired her mindfulness and meditation journey about 20 years ago. After climbing uh, the corporate ladder for nearly a decade, you'll hear some of that story in her episode, she took a year's sabbatical and she moved to California. And she completely unplugged and continued her pursuit for happiness there. Since then, she's dedicated her work to helping others in that pursuit. She founded Pure Minds, that's a company 
company that conducts mindfulness and meditation workshops for both the public and corporate sector. But she also co-wrote the massive hit book, Let That Shit Go. In this episode, we talked to Nina to, about her own path from personal tragedy, um, corporate success, and then ultimately personal transformation where she is today. She shares tactics and tools you can use to put your own life in perspective, take each day a step at a time and, and steal some moments of calm amid the chaos that we all see today and, 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 and every day. Um, in this clip specifically, she talked to us about how you can bring mindfulness practices into something as practical as preparing for a big presentation, whether that's a Zoom one now or, or a live event at some point in order to help calm your mind and perform well in that event. So take a listen. You know, my, my mindfulness and meditation journey started, you know, about 20 years ago, as I said, when I was 16, I lost my dad and my brother yeah. um, quite tragically. And, you know, overnight it was completely unexpected. And a lot of that stuff, you know, I was in high school and I just kind of pushed forward and went to business school and then had this great career and climbed the ladder. And I don't think I really dealt with all the you know emotions that came up with that i mean i had counselors and um i saw therapists sure. here and there but I, I didn't really go deep and so the minute i was able to go deep which I, as i said it's not always easy um is when i could i i just kind of felt the, the layers peel back and i could be a more authentic version of myself and just more comfortable in my own skin so i think that's what that year gave me and, and I'm sure as you're going through this journey with your um, with your book and going out and into organizations and with individuals, it's it's got to be pretty rewarding to see uh, because so many people have gone through something. It may not be you know as as um, uh, acute as as what you did, but um, everybody has stuff, and I'm sure you're hearing lots of uh, lots of things where you've impacted somebody in being able to do that for themselves. That's the most rewarding part. I mean, that's why. It's I do what I do. It's, it's hard at sometimes to put myself out there and, and be a bit of an open book. But I always say, you know, if it's going to impact a person or give them hope, um, then it's, it's completely worth it. And yeah, everyone has struggles or not a single person out there that ha doesn't have struggles and it, it's all relative. So it's great to go into companies because I think sometimes we have this pressure to be someone we're not and to put on this game face all the time and you know it doesn't always have to be like that so when I go in and do workshops it's really nice to have people kind of you know just just loosen up a bit and you know open up on a deeper level and talk about you know their lives and the things that they struggle with because at the end of the day we're all humans we're all people we yeah. all have a PL to worry about but we're all humans <laughs> so you know the Absolutely. more we can kind of be in it together the more powerful our results are going to be well, and you know, uh, that takes me into the first bit that uh, probably lots of people who are listening to this are listening in their kind of quasi downtime. So it's oftentimes in the, the car on the way into work or on the train on the way into work. And, um, and and they're probably listening and thinking, oh, my gosh, there's, you know, all, all I'm thinking about right now is my next meeting is preparing for a presentation I don't want to do or I'm not ready for. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, how do you how do you kind of jump into that with, um, you know, content from your book, but also content from your your um, organization as well what what should people be doing to help kind of offset that in the morning yeah so when they, there's there's quite a few things you can do and again this journey to mindfulness is so personal so you really have to that's why we have 100 tips on the book because every you know different tips are going to relate to different people so you really yeah. have to lean into what works for you um, for me, I get up, I try to, I don't always, but I try to meditate in the morning, even if it's for 30 seconds or for two minutes, just, you know, sitting up and 
just quiet time for your mind. I always say meditation is like going to the gym for your mind. So just even if not meditation, if that's too much, just take a couple of deep breaths. We're so quick in the morning to pick up our phones and start scrolling. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm already behind on email and I got to do this and I got to do it. So it just kind of gives you a minute to kind of ground yourself. And um, then throughout the morning, um, you know, I think there's a misconception of mindfulness that it's like, you have to be present 24 seven and you can't think other thoughts and that's impossible. You know, like we live in this crazy inundated world. We're going to think thoughts. We're going to have anxious, you know, feelings about certain things. So I think just having just quick one or two second uh, moments where we're fully present by leaning into our senses. Let's say we're brushing our teeth, you know, just being really mindful about brushing our teeth, maybe even having a list on the mirror of things that we're grateful for, Um, You can kind of have little triggers throughout your morning. And then I feel like with the work anxiety, if you're, you know, on your commute and you're thinking about that presentation that you don't want to do, for me, what's been really helpful and what I talk about is bucketing things in your life and what you can control and what you can't control. And, you know, that's very liberating because when we think about things that we can't control and we stew about them, they, it's a waste of energy because that thing is going to happen anyway. That presentation is going to happen anyway. So the more you talk, think about, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You're wasting your energy. You're wasting your focus. You're wasting, wasting your efficiency. So in my head, I just kind of think I got to do this presentation. I can't control it. I signed up for it. It's going to happen. And then, you know, just put it in the bucket of can't control. What can you control? You can control your attitude towards it. You can control, you know, maybe have more positive thoughts. I'm going to kick butt in this presentation and this is why it's going to go well and here's going to be the outcome um but even taking a step back from that is like not even thinking about it i mean you've done all the work you can do to prep for it and again that was nina Pierwall. thank you so much to nina for um, not only um being a, an amazing guest but she has uh been um so supportive of the podcast moving forward so we uh, we appreciate that as well if you haven't had the opportunity to read her book um you can go on the enrichment page on uh, the website which is www.bigideabigmoves.com on the enrichment page you can actually click through uh to get her book um and uh and when you have a chance go back and listen to the full episode um it is definitely worth it. Um, so we're going to move on to number two. Um, you will probably remember that when we started the podcast, uh, we started with a real bang. We had um, two episodes kind of launch at the same time, one being Joe DeSina, the CEO of Spartan, the other one being Heather Monahan. Um, and Heather Monahan um, really, really resonated with a lot of the uh, people in our audience and has continued to do so. She is a rock star out there in the kind of podcast and speaker world. Um, And, uh, um, you know, she talks a lot about how she has built her own confidence after leaving her executive role in the corporate world. You'll see a lot of that information there and also how social media feeds kind of negative personal perceptions. And and she gives some real life tips on building the life you really want to lead and and moving forward with that. Um, She has her own successful podcast, appeared with people like Steve Harvey, Sarah Blakely, um, and Gary Vee as well. Um, she is a best-selling author. Um, she's a keynote speaker and an entrepreneur. She, before she went into all of this, um, and uh, you know, if you look into her background, you'll see how um, how 
really inspiring she is from that standpoint is that she she climbed the corporate ladder for nearly 20 years. Um, she's one of the few women to break the glass ceiling and uh, um, be in the C-suite. She was a, a chief revenue officer in media and actually was a glass ceiling award winner, was named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017. Um, and she also was named by Thrive Global uh, limit-breaking female founder in 2018. So there's a real transition there that you'll hear about in her story and and how that was painful for her to move but at the same time she found her confidence from that standpoint so you hear lots about that um, her new book confidence creator was number one on amazon's business biographies and business motivation list the first week it debuted um, she is a confidence expert as you're hearing she's currently working with lots of fortune 500 companies and professional sports teams to develop confidence <clears throat> in this clip in particular she talked about building that confidence and that the path to get there can sometimes be difficult and, and not the uh, straight line that I think people think it is. So, um, you know, take a listen to Heather Monahan. One of the things that I like to challenge people first and foremost to do are to fire the villains in your life. And, and by that, I mean, oftentimes many of us are surrounded with people who are negative, trying to hold us back, trying to hold us down, putting us down. And when you have people like that in your life, it is slowly chipping away at your confidence and you might not even be realizing it. For me, that person was the person who fired me. And when that woman was out of my life, suddenly, I mean, it was literally a couple of days, I started seeing amazing positive people started showing up in my life. And I just felt so much better about myself because that person that was always putting me down and giving me those you know, looks of upset and disgust, that person was gone. And I started to feel better about who I was because I wasn't being brought down by that anymore. And then suddenly that created space for really positive people to come in. And those people were cheering me on. And suddenly I could hear my inner voice saying, hey, you, you are doing a great job. I have been tuning out of that for so long, listening to some negative talk that was happening around me. So, so one of the steps I, I challenge people is create that list. Who are those villains in your life? And take action to fire them today and now. Some people yeah. may have the answer, you know, I don't have villains in my life. The villain is in my own head. I'm constantly putting myself down. Well, if that is the case, then you, it's very easy to rewrite that narrative that you're running, uh, you know, that tape that you're running in your mind and write down things that you want it to say, even if you're not saying them today. I am confident. I am powerful. I am enough. I am loved. I am good. Whatever it is. And you read those to yourself seven times a day because frequency sells. Frequency and messaging works. And, you know, make that commitment to yourself to do that for one month and see how much better you feel. Practice gratitude. That's another great way to start building confidence in yourself because you shift away from a negative way and negative pattern of thinking to starting to be truly grateful for all that you have. And more positive opportunities start coming to you when you do that and you start feeling better about who you are and being grateful for that moment you're in in the present. You know, all these different steps that you can take, they seem very small. However, they have massive results and implications. You'll start seeing that that potential and possibilities out there for you too. Absolutely. Um, now, on the other side of things, Heather, there are some people that um, are probably listening that are thinking, yeah, it's it's easy for Heather. She's obviously, you know, she's extroverted. She's um, somebody who's maybe naturally confident. And, and so, oh um, you know, getting back to that state is easier. So, uh, you know, I hear that and, and, and just, but I'm sure there's lots of people asking it. So if, if you're that introverted person or something like that listening to it, um, how would you answer that? 
So when I was a small child, I was so afraid to leave the home or go to school that I stopped talking. And I had to be put into a special school for children that, you know, have emotional issues, anxiety issues, and don't speak. And I share that because it's the antithesis of how people think I am today. You know, the person that I am today wasn't because I was just dropped on the earth like this, far from it. You know, there was so much fear in my life, so much insecurity, so much hiding from and shame. And I, I can't tell you how much I was consumed with these really awful emotions for a long time. However, I've created the person that is here today, and I've worked hard to do it. That's why sometimes I do get irritated when someone will say, well, of course, you're <laughs> confident. Look how easy it is for you. Let me tell you, yep. heck no, it is not. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. I really believe that anyone who truly is confident, who's going for their greatest life possible, they're going to face failures and low moments and, and question themselves. You know, to really be an authentic, vulnerable you that's going for it, it's not easy for anyone. And the people that pretend it is are the ones that are the most insecure. So it's really about figuring out who are you, getting to know yourself, and start stepping into your passion, into your purpose. The more you start showing up as that real you and doing the things that you love to do, the more you're going to feel confident, the stronger you're going to become. And I remember about four years ago, I was speaking at a charity event, and I had never spoken about my childhood up until that point four years ago. So I was in my 40s, and I'd never, I never wanted people to know where I came from. I didn't want people to know how I struggled. I was afraid. And that day was the first time I shared how hard my childhood was and how we had been on food stamps and how I felt badly about myself and I was embarrassed and ashamed. And it ended up that day, I received more messages from people attending that luncheon, more DMs thanking me. And I realized, wow, showing up today as the real me for the first time at a speaking engagement got me the most amazing, incredible feedback. And I felt so proud of myself. It built confidence and courage within me. And I started to realize the more I actually gravitate towards being the person I really, really am in my heart of hearts, the stronger I become. And and that's when things started connecting and making sense. And it didn't happen overnight. It's been a process to get me to where I am today, which is not, you know, I still have a lot longer to go, a lot more work to do. However, it really allowed me to begin taking a corner. And I, I wish that same thing for everyone else to start, you know, start becoming the real you, start dressing like the real you and watch how the people you'll say, oh, but that's going to affect this relationship or that. That's great. Then maybe those aren't your people. And maybe you're going to start attracting different people into your life. And maybe you're going to gravitate towards art or dance or working with children, whatever it is but you're ultimately going to find your real passion and then find your superpower. That again was Heather Monahan. Heather, um, you can check out all of her information. She has lots of things on her social media as well as on her uh, podcast as well. Um, so take a look at the show notes. You'll see all of the ways to click through and find out more about her work. Um, if you do want her book as well, I'll direct you again at the uh, page on our enrichment page on www.bigideabigmoves.com. On the enrichment page, she uh, 
uh, her book is listed there and, and uh, pick it up. You'll definitely take lots away from that as well. Um, and so number one on our list is, uh, is somebody that um, you know, has really become a, a star in the field of mental performance and mental conditioning. Um, her name is Lauren Johnson. The audience loved her down to earth, really relatable advice. And you don't have to be an athlete to use these techniques. That's what's really important out of this is you will find nuggets all the way through this episode um, where there's simple, clear actions and advice um, that yes, she's using it uh, for um, you know her work with high level athletes, um, but they it doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter um, your background to be able to use a lot of those techniques. For the past four years, Lauren has been a mental conditioning coordinator for the New York Yankees. She is consistently focused on pushing the limits of high performance. Um, she herself was a university soccer player, and so she's used that athletic experience, her schooling, and then her passion to really improve performance through mental toughness to help build her own career path. But now she also works with elite athletes, obviously with the Yankees, military personnel, business leaders, and, uh, um, and at the Yankees, she also talks not just with the baseball players, but with the staff and prospects as well. So across the board, from the playing field to the boardroom, she really helps performers develop mental toughness so they can be their best regardless of their circumstance. Her really practical, which you'll find, her straightforward advice, and the performance strategies provide real tangible results and skills that help individuals push through the inevitable challenges that life's throwing at us right now and any other time. Um, in the episode itself, so if you go back to, to the full episode, um, we talked with her about everything from her own transition from uh, collegiate athlete to mental conditioning expert, working through career transitions with athletes, um, and also the high performance um, habits of elite performers and how anyone can build and enhance their own mental focus and toughness. So they give strategies and, and work through that as well. Um, in this clip in particular, um, we've pulled out, um, Lauren talks about helping people in transition. So here she's talking about athletes moving and transitioning either out of an organization or into different areas in an organization. But think of this across the board, especially right now. It's a really timely topic for everybody who is probably going through transitions, um, whether it's through work, whether it's through their personal life, or just all of the things happening that are changing in our world right now. Um, and uh, she talks about adjusting to being on a team with other high performers as well. When you finally do get on that team and uh, uh, everybody is playing at a high level, but you're used to being that superstar, how do you deal with that? And, and so, um, so some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about. So we're just going to do uh, tap into Lauren's expertise and, and listen to Lauren Johnson now. When you were talking about your own experience and, um, and with concussions and that when you heard that realization that, oh, I might not be able to play anymore. Um, I'm assuming a lot of your clients go through things that are similar to that, where, you know, it, it's, it, it's probably, they've, they've been so connected with whatever their role is or whatever their sport is. Um, is that something that you, you know, do you have to help with some of those things where it's maybe transitions either, you know, through performance or through, or out of an organization over time, things like that? Is, is that something you connect with? Absolutely. I mean, shoot, we have releases every year. Yeah. So I hate the most about my job. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think about that side of it when I first wanted, knew I wanted to work in professional sports and every year 
that's my least favorite day of the year is when we have yeah. to release guys because these are people I've invested in. I always tell them, don't ask me. I'm too biased. Like <laughs> I, I know these guys on a different level, so don't ask me. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a hard position to be in. However, I'm thankful for it because those are some of the most important times to have support. Yeah. Those are some of the most important times to be leaning on other people and asking for support and sometimes just somebody to listen. And so some of the things that we dive into is who are you without your sport? Yeah. That's a hard, that's a hard conversation to have um, because it's almost a loss. We're grieving something that's no longer available to us. And now for some people, they continue on and they decide, but when you've decided to move on from a sport, we kind of at some point grieve this identity that is kind of now fleeting. And so that's a hard transition to make. And so what I like to do is I like to pull out the core of like, what about athletics had you identify with it? What are the things that you gained from your athletic experience? And for some people, it's something like resilience. And so those are kind of the identity pieces that I like to like hold on to is being resilient, having good character, um, you know, being, finding the good and the bad, you know, all these different qualities that we can gain from the identity of an athlete without feeling like we have to lose those because we're no longer an athlete. And so I like to help them connect and translate those same skills, maybe just to a different task. So, and I mean, we've all heard this statement, but you know, sports aren't who you are, it's what you do. And so developing who you are is more important than being connected to what you do. And so when you do that, then you can, who you are, you can take wherever, no matter what it is that you're doing. And and really, uh, I think that's applicable, not just to athletics. I mean, you think of how many people, and and probably right now, there are a lot of people that are in that transition mode because they've maybe lost their job that they were fully invested in the same way, or they've only connected with themselves being a CEO of an organization and suddenly they have to map across to something else or decide what they want to do. I think that process is still the same, right? Absolutely. It's, and I think that's why I love what I do because it's not just athletics. Now, granted, I apply it to athletics every day, but then also it's the the process is not much different. It's the language that changes based on domains, but yeah, that same process is applicable. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're a CEO, whether you are a mom, a dad, whatever, whatever it is, it is applicable across life, which that's one of the things I, I love and I'm so passionate about. Yeah. Now, how about the transition the other way? Because I, I, um, I find uh, just recently I talked with um, Chris Gronkowski and he talked about how it was actually um, difficult for him because he was used to always being like the, the best person on a team and they, you know, all the way through kind of different teams. And most of the people that go to the level that you work with have probably always been the best person on their team. Um, and then suddenly may not be. And, and is that, um, you know, how, how do you help people deal with that kind of thing when you're in, uh, you know, that elite level where suddenly you're not the, you know, the, the top person on the team? Being the best is relative to those around you. Yeah. Being your best is relative to you. That's where we focus because there's always going to be people that are more talented. There's always going to be people that maybe have a better, a better performance that day. There's going to be people that maybe are, you think are better, but they didn't have a good performance. You know, there's a million different scenarios we can play out, but being your best, that's the only thing you have control over. You can't control that guy being his best. You can't control the circumstances falling in line. You can't control the circumstances working against you. You can't control any of that. 
And so, yeah, when I remember that exact moment, when I actually, my freshman year, I played at the University of San Francisco and I was the captain of all my teams. I had never been pulled out of a game. I didn't play the first five games. Yeah. Five games. I can't remember exactly. But, and I was like, what is this? Like, it was, it was a hard realization to make, but the best athletes, they're not known for changing their circumstances, but for being their best regardless of circumstance. And so my question would be, if you, like, I don't care what the best is, I want to know what your best is. And how do you, how do you make your actions fall in line with those? That's where we focus when we have guys come in to that because it is a realization. It is a tough thing, but it also can become a distractor to doing the things that you know make you successful. All right. That was Lauren Johnson. Again, um, congratulations to our top three um, from season one. We're going to go back to remember Nina Purewall, go back to her episode, listen to the full episode. Um, make sure you buy her book as well. Um, she's got a fantastic book. You can find that on the enrichment page, as I said earlier. Um, same thing with Heather Monahan. Um, Heather, really inspiring speaker. Um, you'll find lots of great, great work that she has on the, uh, on her social media platforms, on her podcast so check all of those things out um, and the last one Lauren Johnson same thing um, we uh, we absolutely love all of these guests and uh, and obviously so did you um, to, to be able to make them their kind of top one two and three from season one so again thanks very much to all of our listeners to our um, partners as well throughout um, you know season one we have had some great uh, people connected with us uh, over that time period and uh, we'd love to connect with others so make sure that you get in contact with us if you'd like to partner into season two uh, we already have had some great guests and we will continue to do so like uh, like always throughout season two um, if you haven't hit uh, subscribe make sure that you do that on any podcast platform that you're on we also have a YouTube channel uh, so take a look at all of those things as well but make sure you hit subscribe so you get these every week and then the other side would be um, follow us on Instagram we're at big idea underscore big moves um, and also on Facebook which is just big idea big moves and uh, you know just make sure that uh, that you connect with us give us uh, if you could a rating and a review because those things help us get the message out there it also is great to hear all of the great um, uh, feedback and, and reviews from from people out there it's and we do try to read as many of them as possible so again um, get that out there and we'll make sure that uh, we get you uh, on a future episode of uh, big idea big moves and uh, otherwise again thank you very much we will uh, talk to everybody again we'll be back to kind of regular sessions after this starting next week thanks again uh, from everybody at big idea big moves mm -hmm.